Hello, sustainable friends, and welcome to Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond podcast. Here we will share bold and innovative solutions that will help us tackle social, economic, and environmental issues that affect sustainable development. The Let's Act podcast series will amplify voices of people from communities, businesses, academia, civil society organizations, and more who will share real experiences that will drive development for an Africa we want. My name is Tokumbo, Talks for short, Ifachiroti, and I am your host. It is time. Let's act, Africa. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond. Today, I have a wonderful guest with me. Before I introduce her, I'd like to talk about our topic, artificial intelligence, which a lot of us know as AI. And the question is, can ethical practices be sustainable in this era? I'm looking forward to this conversation because AI is topical. Everybody's talking about it. I know lots of people are getting certifications in it right now. And I know that a lot of stars too are having, I don't want to say cold feet, but they're not really too happy about the way artificial intelligence is used in some areas of their lives, you know, like generating images and posting them where they shouldn't be without their consent. So there's a lot that goes there. But before we do a deep dive, let me introduce our guest. Our guest today is Mora Awoshile. Now, she has a passion for staying at the forefront of, you know, various industry trends, particularly the AI, and she has a lot of advocacy that she puts out in this space. She is a distinguished voice in this era, and so I felt it would be nice to just get her on board and download everything that she knows. So, Maura, how are you? Thank you, Tux. I am fine. Fantastic. How has your day been so far? It's been so good. Do you want to tell me about your journey? I mean, why are you so passionate about all things AI? Thank you for that question. I am a cybersecurity specialist with a background in um, digital transformation, robotics, intelligence automation, and more recently, cybersecurity. Hmm. I'm also a mental first aider, a speaker, a mentor, and a passionate artificial intelligence enthusiast. Wow. So my journey has been really around transitioning to the most um, latest technologies and just being in that space where I'm keeping on top of the next new thing, really. Artificial intelligence, that just struck a passion in me in terms of the ethical uses of artificial intelligence versus the other uses of artificial intelligence that we'd like to stay away from. Mm -hmm. um, and just being that voice that kind of advocates the right use of this very topical interesting um, and useful technology, really. Mm -hmm. And so when you say it's topical, which, you know, I 100% agree with you because it's used in different facets, different industries, they're using it now. And you also talked about, you know, ethical practices. I think for me, I'll probably go back to basics and say, what is AI? Because not a lot of people really know what it truly means. That's a great question, Tobes, and a, a really good way to start this conversation off. Mm -hmm. So there's several definitions of a AI out there. Just picking up one, AI refers to computer systems capable of performing complex tasks. 
So the idea behind AI is that AI would not replace humans, but would carry out functions that only humans can do, such as reasoning, making decisions or solving problems. Mm. So that is the thinking behind the creation of artificial intelligence. One of the things you highlighted there was to perform complex tasks. I remember initially when there was a lot of buzz around AI early last year, a lot of people were saying, are we going to lose our jobs because this has been brought in now? And then a number of people too came out to say, no, you won't lose your jobs, but then you still have to be knowledgeable about you know reasoning and solving some some problems that you find maybe in your day-to-day life or at work. But if that's the case, could you give us an example of how AI can be used to perform complex tasks in any area that you're familiar with? So across the board, the use of AI is now quite widespread. I could talk to uh, just a couple of examples. One of the key areas I've been researching into these days is around um, using AI to pick out um, stocks. So stocks um, in the stock market. And yes, there are a few platforms out there that now um, offer services Mm -hmm. around using robo advisors to help pick out stocks, stocks and shares and all of those kind of activities. So that's a really interesting area worth investigating, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then um, around chat GPT, Bing AI, using that Um, in terms of for research purposes again that is quite widespread and a lot of people have um, adopted the use of um, these platforms Hmm. to kind of um, bolster their um, research skills that's great though not everybody is knowledgeable about choosing the right stock you know or or shares and to speak to the right people get the advice and then but if there's a robot doing that then at least you it's something that you can always log on and get that advice there and then and then you know it's always open so I'm, I'm not sure if there's a fee that needs to be paid but then it's 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 a tool or a platform that people can use to their benefit obviously there's still the element about them seeking maybe legal advice or financial advice just to make sure that they're erring on the side of caution and you know when you talked about using it for research have you come across instances where people have used ChatGPT, for example, for academic research and then and they put it through so like a turnitin portal and then it becomes very obvious that it was just cut and paste? What can be done to sensitize, should I say, students and let them know that even though ChatGPT is there, used as a research tool, like you said, and people can adopt you know, its usage, but what are the dangers about Plagiarism in that space. With ChatGPT, there's actually a, a note to say that you need to verify the information that um, the tool has p- provided for you. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's um, an ethical practice, if you like, to yeah. cover the creators of this tool to say you we we put out a tool here. It's mostly free. Um, some parts of ChatGPT are free, but then it's down to the individual to go the extra mile then verify the information that this tool has kind of thrown out when you've put in your search criteria into it. In that case, they've kind of taken care of the information that's coming out of the tool for people to use. When we talk about um, using this for research, for university, I haven't personally come across this, but a colleague of mine was working on a dissertation and she was saying to me that some of the universities now have tools that they would run student papers through that would then give the indication whether the paper has been written by an artificial intelligence tool or by a person. So there's those kind of things being put into place. You'd like the students to do the work because that is what their degree is based on, that they've gone out there, they've done the research, they've done the analysis, they've produced the paper, 
the knowledge is now there rather than using a tool to do that and then getting the the, the qualification based on that. Exactly. So <laughs> I think that there are things in place now to kind of ensure that there is, again, going back to the ethical use, that there is an ethical use of the tools that are out there. At the end of the day, whilst you know, we have early adopters and, you know, a lot of us want to maybe speed up our research work or you know, get information in real time, the last thing that we want again is that people not thinking anymore or reasoning, you know, because when they get onto their job, Jobs, what is expected of them is to use all the knowledge that they've gained in working and academic to be able to, to work effectively. I've got a question around AI in Africa. Have you been um, exposed to anything in terms of how AI can impact on the development of Africa to make it sustainable? Are there any things that can be put in place that you've come across? Or do you think it's still green and there's a lot of work or research that needs to be done to bring Africa up to par with the rest of the world? That's a, a great question, Tox. Um, and um, thinking about it, I'll start from the, from the UK. The UK government has made significant investment in artificial intelligence with a view, obviously, as you said, early adopters want to be at the forefront um, of the artificial intelligence framework technology regulations. For Africa, I dare say that the there isn't that comparative um, amount of financial investment to then uh, help the continent to spearhead um, any innovations with artificial intelligence. Yeah. But the, the concept is out there. The way Africa has positioned itself, it would always pick up on what is going on around the rest of the world. Yeah. In terms of how we can implement or um, bring the, the tools that we need to, to ensure that um, Africa is um, keeping up with the rest of the world with artificial intelligence, there's a few areas where we can potentially start to start the process, if you like. So yeah. policy and regulation, um, the government and international bodies working together mm -hmm. um, to begin to address some of the things around um, privacy, accountability, Education and awareness across yes. the continent. Um, I've talked about international um, collaboration um, where Africa can collaborate with um, companies such as the UK, uh, mm. US, then involving the community. There are various communities, um, professional communities, technological communities, and even the wider African community because AI is not something that is um, restricted to few. This is okay. technology that is out there for the masses. Yes. Even to the level of the mobile phone holder, they now mm -hmm. have access to the technology. So those are the kind of things that the African continent can start to consider in terms of how they go about um, making AI part of the fabric of the, of the country. If we put on our sustainable development lenses, there's a lot, you know, especially the need to improve healthcare, education, and even logistics, transportation across Africa. And I know quite a number of countries are looking into this, working with counterparts, like you said, you know, international organizations and, and other countries just to identify what these challenges are and these barriers are. But it seems like exciting days lie ahead because, as we know, we have quite a number of Africans, especially our students, who are really doing great, you know, the technology space. And it stands to reason that their skills and expertise also would come handy to deliver this in, in Africa. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. And that's kind of always been the trend. Um, Africans um, are very hungry for knowledge. Mm -hmm. and would um, use that in terms of gaining that knowledge, taking it back to where they can use it within the environment they're in. So there's a tailoring piece that yes. um, they'll be looking to do. So some of the areas where um, you mentioned healthcare. Oh, 
Definitely, in terms of disease prediction and prevention, there's agriculture, and that is big in Africa, where you yeah. can look to things like precision farming, crop disease predictions, um, finance. Again, that's um, across the board. Education, okay. we talked about education, infrastructure, and urban planning. And when we start to look at those kind of things, those might be longer term goals of um, artificial intelligence, where we start thinking of um, smart cities and traffic management. Mm -hmm. uh, artificial intelligence helping to drive some of those um, concepts within the continent. So, yeah, yeah you know, very interesting days ahead, as mm -hmm. you say. <laughs> Fantastic. I know you've done a lot in the AI space, technology space, but I also know that you love giving back to the communities that you probably work in or other communities outside the UK that you have a passion about. Share with us what you've done in your community and abroad. Okay, so um, thank you. I'm a mentor. So I currently mentor um, a group of ladies, new and aspirational entrants into the cybersecurity industry. I do that across the board, male or female. I especially focus on university undergraduates and recent graduates. So I do that um, through a few organizations. I'm also a part of a women's network where I work. And that is around talking about um, recruitment and retention of women in cybersecurity, but technology-wide, really. I am involved in quite a few activities within and outside work um, where I discuss cutting-edge technologies like artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, and uh, really participate in visibility activities that um, addresses some of the challenges we have within the sector. I'm also a speaker. Um, I'm hosting a fireside chat on AI um, next month at the upcoming ISACA London chapter conference. That's in February. And okay. this year I'm going to be doing a lot more speaking. Um, but essentially it's to be a voice um, for um, artificial intelligence um, in this space. And that is what my plan is for this year. Oh, that's very exciting because I know last year, you got an award, a Tech 100, 223 award. Tell me about how did you get that? How did that go? <laughs> well, again, um, yes, that was um, a, a very nice surprise. Um, I was recognized as one of the Tech Women 100 um, for, for giving back and the kind of things I've done in, in, in this space, um, in the technological space, uh, going back to over 15 years and the, the, the roles I've had and... Um, the connections I've made, the things, I've, the, the doors, the opportunities, I mean, that I've um, made happen for, for, for others in that space. So it was really good to be recognised. And um, it's about, um, I've now got the award. How do I pay it forward? How do mm. I make people aware and help people bring awareness to um, some of the things that um, we face in the industry? And by so doing, engaging with different um, organizations. I must say congratulations. That's a huge award. Thank you. Yeah. And do let me, let me know when you have your, your speaking engagements, because I'm also interested in, I'm actually fascinated with everything technology that's new. Um, so I think I'll be one of your cheerleaders. Of course, it's anytime. Yes, I will let you know. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure and exciting speaking with you today sharing all things that you have up your sleeve in the space of AI and also cybersecurity as well, which is, you know, close to your heart. Thank you for sharing that with us. 
And I'm sure my audience would have picked up quite a number of things from what you've said. In terms of the ethical practices, I, I guess that's extremely important. Well, I know it's very important because it's topical across the world. So not just in the United Kingdom, but, you know, in, in America. And, and of course, Africa, where you quite rightly identified that it's a bit green there, but a lot of things and processes and systems are being put into place now whereby we can begin to connect the dots with the international world. So on that note, before I say hasta la vista, is there anything that you'd want to say, any nuggets, any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's the first thing. Um, and um, just in terms of going back to that piece around um, ethical practices, which is where this conversation or my passion really is, um, it's about using or adopting AI in a way that is responsible, accountable and transparent. The, the whole idea behind AI is that we're using it to, in a way that maintains human dignity and mm -hmm. does not cause harm to people. So if there's anything I'd like to leave um, our audience with is that when using any AI product or tool that is in their consciousness. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Mara. And um, I always say, don't be a stranger because <laughs> I can <laughs> come back knocking on your door for more updates in this space. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and do have a lovely day. Thank you. You're welcome, Toots. All right, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Sustainable Friends, for tuning into today's episode. And we hope you feel empowered and ready to develop economic, environmental, and social solutions that will bring about positive change in your communities for a better Africa and beyond. By the way, you don't have to wait until the next episode to chat with me. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Act Africa and tell me one thing this episode has convinced you to start doing. Also, if you found this episode insightful, please make sure you leave a rating, subscribe to our show, and share with others who you think can implement solutions in Africa and beyond. Remember, we're all in this together. Until next time, let's act Africa. <laughs> <laughs>